All right, here I am. There you are. There's people walking outside of the building. I love this. I just talk to them as they walk past, and they, they don't know where the voice of God is coming from. Today, I am the voice of God. This is for the win. I'm Eric Winalda. I'm coming to you from the Blue Wire Studios. This is our HQ located in uh, the Wynn Hotel Resort Casino. Weather's starting to get hot. It was a nice little drive in. If you could see me right now, you'd see that I've shaved my head. Well, not all the way down. I'm not Bob Bradley clean to the bone here, but man, I went low. I had a bizarre gardening accident the other day, which I basically, be careful. Weed whacking can be dangerous. Smashed my face up and then I've shaved my head. I don't know who I look like anymore. I don't, I'm don't. i growing a bit of a beard. It's not pep, all the way pep, but it's it's certainly funny when you go there all the way to the one on your, uh, you know, the clippers, that's when you realize how much hair you don't have. So my wife reminded me of that this morning. She said, why do you do that? You realize that you are going bald and she's right. All right. So enough of that. That's my life. Kind of a lot going on with the kids and the family heading off to Dallas Cup next week with my son, who is going to be taking part. He's 13 years old, being recruited by the Real Salt Lake Academy. Yep. They come after you early. If I guess you're good. Let's see how he does with all that. There's so much to talk about in the soccer world. Today, for those of you who are paying attention to the UEFA Champions League, things got a little nutty yesterday. Benzema reminding the world that he is still alive, well, and kicking and heading, by the way. Gets the hat trick at Stanford Bridge and Real Madrid takes out Chelsea. As everybody kind of spinning today, because there was all this stuff coming into the game, it was, oh, we never lose to the Spanish teams. We're Chelsea. We're this, we're that, we're that. Bang. Welcome to Benzema's world. Boy, that escalated quickly. Man. He is on a roll, certainly making things interesting. Look, I mean, there's a lot of people that think that with everything going on with uh, Roman Abramovich and all of the, the, the crap that's going along with who actually owns this club and is running this club right now, it's, it's got to be hard on the Chelsea boys to stay stay focused. But that was a slap in the face. I've heard this before. Everybody talks about Ronaldo and Messi and you got guys like Zidane saying, I'm telling you, Benzema might be the best in the world. Well, he was the best in the world yesterday. There's no doubt about that. Let's take a look at the other games, though. Villarreal is doing something a little crazy. They win their game. They got outshot. You could say they got outplayed, but here we go. Unai Emery is making some magic, and they beat Bayern Munich 1-0 in Villarreal. How about that? They're in seventh in La Liga at the moment, but uh, this is how it happens sometimes. The team makes a run. Liverpool took care of business, you could say, against Benfica. But this is, the, uh, in my opinion, the emergence of, of what is going to be one of the next world stars. His name is Darwin Nunes. He plays for Benfica. If you're wondering why Benfica is playing well right now, it might be him. He's such a great story too, man. It's the way it should be. He's a young kid who comes, Penarol, I think was where he came out of, and then he went into uh, the second division in, in Spain, and then he's, he's worked his way into Benfica. And when you start tracking him, this kid has goals against Bayern, Barcelona, Ajax, Liverpool. This is pretty insane. And let me just solve the problem. The guys are Aguayan, right? If you liked Cavani, Manchester United, just do yourself a favor and invest in this young man. He is something else. Very, very good. The other part of this, Manchester, I'm laughing already. Manchester City, Atletico Madrid. Uh, I don't know what kind of formation that was. I, you might as well just build a wall on the at the goal line. I mean, it's like, look, Simeone, we, we love you. We, 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 we like it that you, you curl your hair now so we don't have to see that you're going bald and you're angry all the time. All you do is wear black. You're the 
Johnny Cash of soccer, an Argentine way. I don't know what you are. You're just an angry man, but... Prepare to meet Mr. Angry Eyes. Christ's sake, can you just play some offense? Just a little bit. Just, just make the game interesting. You, got, you have good players. Believe in them a little bit. This does not always have to be a war. Man, this guy. There were some funny people out there saying, what, what is that, a 5-5 formation? What is that? I mean, there, you could count probably like 15, 16 times that they had all 10 field players in the box defending. And Man City eventually broke them down. I think on the last podcast, I said, what's the over-under on that? Half? Half a goal in that game? I guess I was right. It was just a matter of if Man City was going to score one goal because that was that, then that would be it because that's all you're going to get out of that. So the half was a good call on my end. Yeah, good Lord. Anyway, let's get into the other stuff. There's another Champions League, and that's the CONCACAF Champions League. It's coming to, to an end here. Uh, Pumas and Cruz Azul battled it out, and Pumas got the first win. So they're 2-1 to one up. Not a bad game from the Seattle Sounders. They take out NYCFC 3-1. to one. So it looks like it's trending in that direction. Things could, you know, Cruz Azul could turn this around. But I think Seattle gets pretty high-end Mexican opponent in the, uh, in the final, which would be great. It'd be great because I actually think that the Seattle Sounders are poised and prepared to, to win this thing. Good goal from Jordan Morris, too, if you didn't see it. Go find that one. Yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be tricky. As far as the other stuff, not on my real itinerary today or, you know, when we put this program together, we do do a little work and a little research and we go over what we think might be interesting for everybody. I was following the Lamar Hunt Open Cup last night. And really quick, I just want to make a quick mention of Bay City's who is Anders Perez, he's, he's, a, he's a great guy. And, you know, they're up in Redwood City. They took out Monterey Bay last night, but they just find it on Twitter. There's a picture of what I would call pure joy. Now, Anders is a friend of mine. I basically sent him a, a private message that said, F yeah, with a heart and a, and a fist and a, because I'm just, I, I know the man and I know how hard he works and, I, and he's just a young, vibrant coach. And to see what happened last night is why we play the game. It's why I love the game. To see a bunch of kids who are under his instruction and pretty good plan, not the best of efforts, I would say, at a Monterey Bay, coached by Frank Yallop. Some of my players are up there, Seko Kone and Moby Fair. They lose the game two to one. But I mean, just go look at the picture. Find it on Twitter. And congratulations to Anders. What a wonderful man he is. We've known each other for a long, long time. I'm at that age now where people say, oh, I remember my dad used to talk to you. So I hate that stuff. But when these kids grow up and they do something cool and you had a part in their life, it's always a cool moment. That certainly was a cool moment last night. Some of the, most of the other games went the way they uh, were supposed to go. For those of you who were still believing that I was involved with the Las Vegas legends, I backed away from that about a month ago. I think my biggest problem right now is people are thinking that I'm not committing to a project, but I just did not like the way that that was going. I didn't feel that they were listening. I did bring some players from various parts of the world and uh, either they didn't play them or they played them out of position. So I said, you know what? I can't be associated with this. I apologize. You're going to lose. You're going to lose bad. They lost 5 nothing to New Mexico. And I, I'm going to tell you right now, and this is the arrogance in me. If I coach the legends with the talent that they had, actually, we win the game. Sorry, New Mexico. I know you guys think you're great. I would have beat you. That's just the uh, arrogance in me. And I, and I can't say it's factual, but I, I truly believe that your team really didn't play as great as, as you may have think they did. I thought it was a bad setup from Legends. They got on top of them early and then they just, they put their, their foot down and it was over. But it was really a poor effort from 
this Las Vegas team because they have good players. They just had a bad plan. Sorry, they had no plan. Those players who have come out here to be take part with the legends have now dispersed. They've gone back to wherever they came from in this world. And maybe they'll they'll find a job somewhere else. But that was pretty embarrassing. That was a bad loss. It's, some people think that those are the way those games should go. But uh, yeah, that's 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 not me. Phoenix Rising got a, an interesting game last night against Valley United. So all of the, I guess you would say the rivalries in the in this third round, they always come about. So, you know, you had Albion playing against uh, the Loyal. Loyal got the win. You had Bay City playing against Monterey. So they're in close proximity to each other. They played. Valley United played against Phoenix. They lost that game double overtime. So that thing went 120 minutes and um, may have been an offside goal, by the way. But a valiant effort from, from Valley United. They are coached by Adrian Gatan. And this is a guy who's, you know, if you, if you watch the game, the guy's up and down. He's, he's into it. He's, he's into it. But they did have an uh, unfortunate uh, red card. I think Sebastian Contreras got their, got their red card. Dumb foul. Dumb foul. Man, you're 32 years old. What are you going into a tackle like that for when you're already on a yellow? I don't know. That was a dumb one. Anyway, Phoenix takes him out with it with the uh, the one zero victory. Uh, Lalo Delgado, uh, my former goalkeeper here at the Las Vegas Lights, got the shutout. It was nice to see him on the field, but that was as that was what I was doing last night. I enjoy the Open Cup. I I really love the Lamar Hart Open Cup. I really wish I would have had more inclusion this year, but it just wasn't to be. It wasn't to be. You know, sometimes when you when you have it when you you try to genuinely show interest or you, or you want to be, get involved or you want to help. I think to a certain extent, you know, one of the biggest mistakes that I may have made in my life is I continue to do this. I get involved with these amateur sides and I love the idea that these guys could create a pathway. Uh, they've been overlooked. They fall between the cracks, all those stupid things that we say. And then you put them in a position, you get them organized, they play in a game and they win a game they're not supposed to win. And then careers spawn out of that. And I love that part. The problem is, is that I've been so associated with amateurs that I never really get involved in the pro game. So I think I'm done. I think that's it. I think that's it. No more help. I'm telling the guys in the student, that's it. I'm not going to help anymore. Find your own damn way. You know, it's, 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 it's not my, it's not my responsibility to figure your life out. And the reality of that is the reason why, if you run into a 20, 22, 23 year old player, who's very talented, but ha- he isn't playing professionally. He's doing something in his life that's preventing that from happening. It could be a vice. It could be, it could be a drinking problem. It could be a drug problem. It could be a lot of things. But somebody has probably seen that prior to your discovery of the player. So that, that's, that's what I'm done with. No more projects. I'm not going to help people anymore. I apologize. I know everybody. I'm 52 years old. I don't have time for this shit. It's just too much. It's too much. I want to get involved in high level, high talent, and then help, help those kids take it to the next level. That might mean that I have to get with like a 17, 18, 19 year old group before they're flawed, before they've screwed it up. That might be my next project. That's what my academy essentially does is it tries to discover players and help them. But I'm done. I am completely done with 22, 23 year old crazy kids. Hi there. How are you? Aren't you guys cute? All right. Well, they're out there enjoying Vegas and waving. So I'm waving back. All right. What else do I have on my slate here? It's going to get crazy here if we're talking about the APL. It's not getting any better for Everton. It's really bad. And they, they lose yesterday to Burnley. This was brutal. This has now put Everton in a relegation fight. And I know the boys over there at Men and Blazers, they constantly tweet stuff out and this is their team and they're, they're in a bad mood. But this has been a really bad run 
for Frank Lampard. It's rough. I think it's 10 out of 13. And they are slipping fast. I still believe that they're going to survive. But this weekend alone is going to be very, very telling. Everton gets Manchester United at home. I cannot wait to watch that. And then, of course, everything will be, not everything, but I think it could possibly be settled at 8.30. Well, let's face it. It's probably more like 10.30 on the West Coast. On Sunday morning, we will know who is going to win the EPL. City is taking on Liverpool. This is at Manchester. Liverpool is on a 10-game unbeaten run, which is pretty good. The last time these two teams ran into each other was a 2-2. That was at Anfield. That was earlier this year. And I don't think that'll be the case this go-around. Everything is just kind of hanging on this result. And I really, truly believe that if City makes a real run at the Champions League, it'll be very difficult for them to take out Liverpool. If Liverpool makes a serious run, there's no way in my mind. There's no They split it. They just got to figure out which one they want more. And I don't think either one of them are going to win it. Even though Unai Emery has beaten Bayern, Bayern will come back. <laughs> they always do. And they will win that second game. If you're going to make a bet out there, right? I'm in a, in a gambling town and I'm not a gambling man. But however, I would say Bayern and the over. Final score 3-1 against Villarreal. That's happening. I'm just saying. So just keep this, record this, remind yourself later, three to one, three to one, three zero. It might even be two zero, three late, but I'm taking, uh, I'm taking Byron on the over. I still think Byron wins the, uh, wins the Champions League. And I know that makes me crazy, but I, I really don't care. Now, as far as finishing off the, uh, the EPL, because this is, this is the weekend. We got Everson, when they, they get Manchester United City, Liverpool gets a uh, go fisticuffs, which will, which will be terrific. And now you have Watford leads, Watford leads. Burnley in trouble, Watford in trouble, Norwich done. This one is the decider. This one actually, if Jesse Marsh gets a result, and I don't mean a tie, if he gets a win, what an unbelievable turn of events. Lose the first two. Everyone is now freaking out. I mean, I, the brass that hired him, they were crying <laughs> in the stands with the uh, the late winner at Ellen Road. They were crying. They were like, oh my God, we hired the wrong guy. We hired the wrong guy. No, we didn't. We got the right guy. Two wins at a tie. Seven points out of the last nine. They beat Watford. Uh, it's just, it's, congratulations, Jesse Marsh. You've actually, you've actually earned your, your keep. And that is terrific. Aston Villa, they've got Tottenham. The reason why I think that that's important is because Spurs can now take advantage of that loss that uh, Arsenal had against Palace. Palace absolutely spanked Arteta. Arteta, I love Arteta because he turns into such a baby when he loses. This is like he, he like... He like just, he just turns into this guy that you're like, you, you want to laugh at. He just looks like he's pouting, like someone just took his ball away. This is really funny to me. I, it's not that I don't like Arteta. I, I actually don't mind the guy. What a whirlwind he's been through. Everybody wanted to chop his head off. But what, in January, January was a horrible month. Turned it around, got him back to fourth. But guess what? I'm, when it comes to figuring out how to win in this league, that's the one thing you can, you'll always say about Arsenal right now. Arsenal doesn't know how to win. They just get lucky every once in a while. Sorry, that's the truth. Antonio Conte actually knows how to win. And he loses games where it goes wrong, but it's not because they didn't have a plan. The plan went wrong, but they still stick to that plan. I mean, I just feel like they just, you know, Arsenal, they just, they're just still throwing stuff at the wall. And, it's, and it is what it is. All right, so the other thing that I wanted to talk about is how about Augsburg in the Bundesliga? 
we are paying attention to Augsburg. I don't think anybody would give a damn about Augsburg if, if Pepe wasn't playing there. And this, this huge historical $20 million transfer for a guy that actually comes in as a sub in a game that they've already won. However, Augsburg got a really good win this weekend or this week. And they, so they take out Mainz and now they're six points clear of relegation. Now, yeah, okay. Ricardo Pepe has not even registered a goal. He will not register a goal. I'm saying bet on Bayern and, and bet on, uh, on that game, but I'm also betting on Ricardo Pepe not scoring. I apologize. I know the league. I know how this works. It's not going to happen. It just isn't. And then you had, of course, Leipzig just absolutely thrashing Dortmund and Dortmund gets Stuttgart. So, you know, Stuttgart is also managed by another American manager. He's a Jersey-born man, Marata. And he, this is a guy that no matter what, they love him over there. They absolutely love him. No matter if he, if, even if they get relegated, I still think he'll be the coach. He's just one of those guys. He's a lifer. But they got dormant this weekend. So Augsburg and Stuttgart are the two teams that I'm kind of watching right now. Because I think Stuttgart, and I've said this before on this podcast, that they will dig their way out of it because they're Stuttgart. It's Valpy Stuttgart, a huge club. In my day, they were, they were winning the whole damn thing. They get dormant. Dormant is sputtering. But dormant's in that window there where they're like, well, so what? Leverkusen ain't going to catch us and we're going to come in second. Sometimes it's really, really hard to get the guys to really find inspiration when they feel that the work is already done. They're not going to catch Bayern. They're in a spot. Leipzig isn't going to catch them, but Leipzig is, is making a run. They have Hoffenheim, by the way, who's, who's starting to uh, realize that this is, this is a, a meaningless season. They're going to come in eighth, sixth, seventh, eighth. Frankfurt gets Freiburg. Freiburg got blasted by Bayern. So, I mean, this is, this is the, the narrative that I don't like. I don't like it when we get in these situations where we say, oh, Spain, there's only three teams. Oh, England, there's only four teams. Germany, there's only two teams. So we look at these last, this last bit as meaningless. Maybe this is the whole reason why the American mentality is create playoffs, create an opportunity for the team that came in eighth to win the whole thing. Yeah, great. Yeah, maybe that's, maybe there is something to that. But I like, I'm a traditionalist. I like it this way. But I understand what's going on. Augsburg, if they, they're not going to get a result. They're going to get blasted by Bayern. They just are. Sorry. It's only about 43 miles away and it's, it's going to be bang, 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 bang. I know I said this earlier this year when I felt that Bayern would have a recovery after a crazy loss and that it took a couple of weeks. But this is usually the way Bayern responds. This time of year, those guys are locked in. Bad result. Yes, I get it. 24 shots on goal. Not on goal. 24 shots. Almost half of them are gold, but you know they they get taken out by Villarreal. They they will recover, and they're going to get in the mood of recovery through Augsburg. So if you're a Ricardo Pepe fan, you don't want to get up in the morning and watch that one. Just turn away. I don't even think he plays. I don't. I, he probably won't get in that game unless they just say, "Hey, maybe it's a confidence builder. Throw him out there and see if see if he can get some minutes. Let's save our guys for the next one because this is this is one of those throwaway games that they don't even think they can win anyway." Uh, I guess uh, in other news, and it's just kind of, I don't know, it's one of those things that pops up and then you, you, you wonder if this is something we should talk about. And then you wonder if, if you start talking about it, are you going to get yourself in trouble? Are people going to be angry with you because you say something out loud like, did Matt Turner actually have frostbite? Was that actually what happened to the guy? This is a story. So look it up. The Sporting News is covering it. And basically Bruce Arena has come out and said, you know, in Bruce Arena fashion, my goalkeeper got frostbite. And now it's like, oh my God, it's a story. If you uh, 
haven't been paying attention. They just signed a goalkeeper uh, over there. And it looks like, and Matt Turner has returned to training, but they're already, they've already responded and they've got that Serbian kid. And looks, he looks pretty good. He looks like he's going to be able to fill the role nicely. But man, that's just a weird one. It's like it's over and we, we kind of just like, we just, nobody really reacted to it. I mean, we had, we, we had all those pictures of the guys where their ears were all swollen because they had frostbite. Now this thing with Matt Turner, I'm not going to get into it because I just don't, I, it's not that I don't care, but I just don't, I don't think this is a, a, a topic. I let, let Twitter world, Twitterverse go nuts over this stuff. I'm not going to touch that with a 10 foot pole. You know, that's not something I want to talk about. Uh, as far as the, is getting back into maybe that, that frame of mind of this part of the year, starting to figure out who's good and who's not very good in, in Major League Soccer, watching everything unfold. I actually agreed yesterday uh, to make my way up to San Jose. It's sort of a reunion. We're all going to honor Frank Yallop, but it looks like all the boys are going to be back in town. Love that idea. So I get to see all my 96, 97, and 98 uh, teammates. So that's the uh, Jeff Beichers and Paul Bravos of the world. Medved, you came late, but Timmy Martin, Troy Dyack, John Doyle, part of that team. I don't know if Tommy uh, Lanier will make it out. Dave Salswell, uh, Paul Holliker, hope he makes the trip. I don't know if he will, uh, but that would be great. And I don't know where the other ones, like the, the Ronald Cerritos of the world and Misa Espinosa. I, I would love to see, uh, to see those guys again. But we're all going to converge on, on that game. That's actually going to be Seattle is taking San Jose. We're going to honor Frank. And then it looks like we're going to, the old saying that we used to have in the old days with the Lori Calloways of the world running the show, let's go have a beer at 20. But that'll be an interesting trip. Going on, I, I, I still am, the reason why I'm bringing it up is because I am worried about San Jose. There's all this speculation now that Matias Almeida has been approached by the Chilean Federation that he might be possibly looking for an exit. And then, and then look, and, and I'm not saying that I don't believe it, but this is what you do. Uh, this is, you know, whether these reports are real or not, they do uh, have their effect on people who are making the decisions. And in this particular case, I think Almeida was trying to, to leverage it. And guys like Chris Leach were like, you got another offer? Great. Get the hell out of here. And I don't think he was ready for that. So I think he's like, shut that down pretty quick. We always assumed it was Cruz Azul. He was going to go back to Mexico. That that was the uh, the assumption. But I, I you know, San Jose got a, a, a they went down. It's Austin. They, they were losing 2-0. They came back uh, with a little bit of fight. Looked pretty good in the second half, actually. Uh, but they're still still without a win, and it's 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 looking kind of dire for uh, San Jose. They get Houston. They got to go to Houston. And you know, for those of you who know the history of the league, the you know the irony there because uh, that could be where it ends and where it started, and all of the you know, when, when the San Jose franchise shut down for a year and they moved to Houston. I mean, can you imagine if you were to, in this day and age, and if you have, I'm just going to call on your memory here, but Landon Donovan's of the world thought it was funny when they found out that the team was going to be moving to Houston, that they all put on mustaches. I don't know if you guys even remember that. Some of them drew the mustache on during the game. I just, you know, that in this day and age, I, I don't think that flies, but that was the that was the reaction to finding out that the franchise was in fact going to move to Houston. And as you know, Dom Kinnear followed it. It was the coach, and then followed it to Houston, and ended up winning the whole damn thing. So uh, that was the Brad Davises of the world, the Dero. So it was a pretty interesting story. But I just don't like what's happening in San Jose. That is my old club. They're unrecognizable. I don't know who they are, and and it's just it's one of those things. It's just sad to me because I really truly believe that San Jose is one of those. Small little towns, if you will, which has a wonderful, wonderful soccer history. And, it, and it's something that I, I hope that they don't 
lose, but they are in the middle of losing it because they are not the same team and they are not celebrating the culture uh, that was had been created long before I got there. It was part of the earthquakes of the 70s. That was special. That was a pretty cool deal. And I think the people that have, that have been there long enough understand that this is, this is a franchise, if you will, or a club that needs to go back to their roots. It's funny that the, the boys a little bit south of that in San Francisco actually called themselves roots. But San Jose needs to get their act together. I do believe in Chris Leach, though. I think he's a smart man. I think he will fix it. It's the smart people up there. I would, would say that they're somewhat frugal with Fisher, but as far as ownership goes, you know, there's been some back and forth with Almeida trying to make these comments to try and maybe provoke ownership. Again, his leadership style is that of fear when it or or basically just belittling your players. Don't do that. You can't do that in, in this country. You can do that in Mexico for some reason. But if you tell your whole team you're crap and I, it's not the team that I wanted and my owner won't buy the players that I want, don't expect your guys to play for you, man. Don't expect that. So I, I worry about San Jose. Houston and uh, is one hell of a place to settle all this, but that will be this weekend. Uh, Chicago is still you know four shutouts out of five. Well done, Ezra Hendrickson. Inter-Miami's god-awful. And they get New England, who's on a little bit of a spill here. And uh, that might be it for Neville. I, I don't know. I don't know. Beckham is, 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 I've been told that he's been very uh, honorary, is, I guess is the right word. Doesn't like to talk to people. Has been very dismissive. He's just pissed off. It didn't work. He hired his buddy and it didn't work. So let's see how that pans out. The Red Bulls get to Montreal. Still being a, a, a big fan of Jordi Mihaljevic. Uh, he's on a good run. I hope he scores again. I hope he gets out of this league and plays somewhere in Europe. My guess is it might be his former owner's which now own Lugano. And I think that that is a destination that if I were Lyle Yorks, I would get on the phone with those folks and see if that was still possible. I love the Swiss league because you really have a 40% chance of making uh, international football. So like you, you come in fourth in the Swiss league and you're going to be playing. You have, a, well, you have a, originally you have a shot at the champions league at the number one spot. So you but you still got a chance at the Euro. So, I mean, it's the Europa League. So that's something to think about. It's a great league. It's a great, it's a great league. I actually, I'm, I'm not trying to, you know, cause a problem here, but if I were Lyle Yorks, who manages Jordi Mihaljevic, I would say, call those folks over at Chicago Fire who actually own Lugano and say, hey, this guy used to play for us. Remember him? Let's make some money or let's spend some money. But I like that kid. I think he's something special. Philly is uh, on a, trying to make it five in a row, I guess. They got Columbus. The El Trafico is going to be this weekend. During the Galaxy are at home for this. Uh, Sharundalo is on a good roll. RSL gets Toronto. Dallas gets Colorado. Already talked about Houston, San Jose. It's like sporting is trying to, to spin out of this as well. They can't seem to score any goals. They get Nashville. Vancouver, it was, I can't figure out if, I can't figure out. But Vancouver gets Portland, so a short trip there for Savarese. Charlotte and Atlanta. It's weird because I think they just already played each other and we all made fun of the idea that this really isn't a rivalry, but they get it again. And then Austin gets uh, Minnesota. So everything slowed down. Great start for Josh Wolf. Five goals in the first game, five goals in the second game, and it was like 0-1-0-1. And then they get two against um, San Jose, but who doesn't? But it'll be an interesting weekend. I think really, there, if, if, you know, this today is Thursday. Um, we do have the Masters starting. You know, the Masters is not like March Madness, which is now over. So congratulations to Kansas. Because people, people get nutty right here. 
I thought it was going to have a hard time getting elected. No, it's just, it's just, it's just old people uh, on their computers watching the masters, which I realized that I fit right in when I go over there. I just sit next to a guy that looks, I'm like, oh, this old guy on his computer. And then I went, I wonder what he's thinking. There's an old guy next to me on his computer who just shaved his head and looks like he's recovering from a bizarre gardening accident. Wonderful stuff. Either way, um, I am done for today. I think this will be a very interesting, the next podcast will be very interesting because we got a lot to talk about. We probably will have the EPL decided for us. That'll be interesting. As I, and I'm, I'm convinced that, that this, this is going to go Liverpool's way. I, I'm, I am going to say that out loud. I do think City stumbles but City will recover and get all the way to the uh, Champions League final. And I do, uh, I, my heart goes out to, to Frank Lampard, but I, I gotta, I'll tell you, if you're ever going to run into a game where you could possibly win, it's Manchester United. And there's all this speculation. They got a new manager. Ten Hagen is, is, is going to be there. Is, is there a new manager? He's, he, now they're starting to even talk about who he's going to hire to bring with him. That's going to be a part of his staff. Uh, you had the warning from Van Hal saying, well, they're, they're actually a commercial club. They're not a football club. And then we find out that Van Hal is suffering from prostate cancer, which leads me to believe that he's going to have more to say over the next couple of weeks. I mean, I've, in his situation, he was already, you know, a volatile guy. He's going to, he just basically is the old man on the lawn. You ask him a question, you're going to get the answer you didn't expect right now. He just doesn't give a crap. He's going to say it. That's why I like him. But we will have lots to talk about. The Liverpool City will be uh, on our slate. Everton, how bad is it really? And can Jesse Marsh already call himself a hero at Leeds? Either way, uh, it's going to be a spectacular weekend. Enjoy the hell out of it. I am. I actually am going to the Dallas Cup. For those of you who know what that is, that's a youth tournament that's been going on for 25 years with my son. So I get a week off. I'm just telling the producers now that, hey, gang, I'm going to be here next week. I didn't even tell them yet. They're all clapping and giving their high fives because they don't get Eric next week. They must be so happy. <laughs> They're thrilled. Thrilled. Oh, that's just made their, their, their lives a little easier. Well, I hope this, uh, I hope you enjoyed this. Thank you for, uh, for listening. And uh, once again, wherever you did find me, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I really don't care. Thanks for listening and continue to be good human beings out there. Take care of each other, love each other, respect each other, all that stuff. I say it every time because I mean it. Be good people. See ya.